I'm Caleb Brown, host of the Cato Daily Podcast. If you appreciate Cato's research and analysis, I'd like to ask you to financially support the Cato Daily Podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute to advance the ideals of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. If you support our mission by becoming a new Cato Podcast sponsor or renew your sponsorship with an increased gift, one generous sponsor will be matching your gift dollar for dollar that will double your impact. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor and support our work. This is the only time of the year when I make this request, so I'm adding something as well. If you support Cato to the tune of $1,000 or more, I will gladly give you a shout out on the podcast, or you can designate an individual to receive all the benefits of that donation. Just visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to get started. And thank you. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. President-elect Joe Biden talked about expanding immigration and reversing many of the Trump administration's destructive policies with regard to immigration. Cato's David Beer discusses what he recommends for how the Biden administration should expand immigration for economic recovery and economic resilience going forward. Now that it's even more clear that uh, Joe Biden won the election, um, you argue that based on the results of the election, based on polling, he has absolutely no reason to back away from what he pledged during the campaign with respect to immigration. What did he promise? Well, he promised to reverse all of the Trump administration restrictions on legal immigration. Uh, most of the new uh, uh, changes with regard to how we treat illegal immigrants in this country, wants to reverse all of those as well. And he's promised to go beyond that and expand legal immigration in various ways, even from where we were before Trump, uh, increasing the number of refugees, uh, allowing more uh, temporary visitors and guest workers to come into the country. So he's really taken one of the most comprehensive plans for immigration that we've seen from any presidential candidate in our history, and possibly the most pro-immigrant uh, platform for a winning candidate since Abraham Lincoln, and uh, took that, uh, won the election, and is now preparing to figure out a way to implement it. How high a priority is this going to be? I realize we've got a pandemic and uh, economic devastation uh, from that as well. Yeah, so uh, I fully expect him to compromise from the sweeping uh, rhetoric and proposals that he put out. I, I don't think he's going to go as far as his proposals might indicate that he would go. And uh, I think that's particularly true during the pandemic. Uh, as long as we have COVID-19, that's his number one priority. And uh, he's not going to lose sight of that or uh, compromise um, getting control of the pandemic for any other uh, uh, priorities that might need to, to come after that. So he's not going to push, push for comprehensive immigration reform in the first 100 days, uh, like he promised. He's going to focus on aid uh, to address the economy. He's going to uh, focus on testing and, and vaccine access for uh, the pandemic. I, I don't foresee 
immigration reform through legislation being a priority. That said, I do think he's going to make hires uh, at the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of State, uh, Department of Justice, that uh, will all of those people who are being brought on will be focused on reversing all of the changes that uh, President Trump made over the last four years. In terms of what ought to be his highest priority uh, within the, the immigration space, what do you recommend? Well, the number one priority is increasing legal immigration, making it easier for people to come to this country uh, legally. Uh, that's the best way to control illegal immigration. And we're going to have a real test on our hands. I think there's broad agreement that when President uh, elect Biden uh, becomes President Biden, uh, many people south of the border are going to believe that more favorable asylum policies uh, are going to be a reason to come to the United States, uh, to reunite with their family, to seek safety here, to seek work opportunities here. All of those are driving factors for people to come to this country and, and seek asylum, apply for asylum here. Um, and he needs a plan uh, to deal with that. And right now, his only plan is, I don't want to do what President Trump did. And we certainly argue that uh, the president uh, needs to channel these people into the legal systems that we have. Uh, this includes work visas, expanding those, deregulating those. Uh, but also, um, he has authority under the immigration laws uh, to waive restrictions on entry when it's in the public interest. And it's certainly in the public interest to control illegal immigration. And uh, we would argue that that would certainly be uh, a very good example of something that the president could do to control illegal immigration, uh, get uh, legal immigration to be easier and simpler for people, and uh, ultimately move towards a system that people can uh, work with. And, and we don't have to have illegal immigration be the number one driver of, of uh, problems and debate in the immigration space. So there are many problems with our legal immigration system. And you can start at the low end of the spectrum, the low skilled uh, side of the spectrum, which is there's no year round visa, temporary work visa for people to come sponsored by an employer to work in this country year round. Uh, there's some seasonal worker visas available. They primarily go to Mexicans. Most illegal immigration is now coming from Central America rather than Mexico. Um, but we have to deal with the fact that they're coming and filling year-round jobs, uh, that uh, there's really not a legal option for them uh, to come here under. Uh, we also have to deal with the fact that demand for high-skilled uh, visas is about three times the availability under the cap, which was last uh, updated more than a decade ago. And even then, that was uh, a rather small increase. So what we need is a much more expansive legal immigration system, both at the low end to deal with illegal immigration, to fill niches in the market, and at the high end to, to bring in talented people from around the world to make sure that they do not go to other countries, as well as to uh, fund the innovations and and uh, entrepreneurship that uh, immigrants in the United States are so known for. So we need to address the legal immigration system first. We also need to deal with the fact we got 
more than 10 million people without uh, legal status in the United States. Uh, they're not going anywhere. We need to provide a path to legal status for them and uh, start over, start with a new legal immigration system uh, that prevents that problem from happening and again. There are a lot of Republicans who have made this claim that you've dealt with here and elsewhere, uh, and that is we have a lot of Americans who are unemployed. Um, we may discover next year that a lot of these people are going to be long-term unemployed and that reforms to our immigration system increasing legal immigration to the United States, uh, they argue, poses a significant problem. So you've already dealt with that argument. Um, it Those things don't necessarily relate to one another. Uh, but to the extent you want to make an economic case for increasing legal immigration as the United States recovers from uh, pandemic-related unemployment, what would you say? Well, it helps. Uh, having more workers makes the recovery go quicker. Uh, the National Academy of Sciences in, in their uh, essential report on the economic effects of immigration uh, pointed out the fact that when you have more workers uh, filling positions faster, that starts the engine, the, the, the virtuous cycle of economic expansion. Uh, when those positions are filled quickly, that enables that company to expand production and increase demand for work elsewhere in the economy. And because immigrants go to niches in the economy where they're most needed, the most difficult jobs to fill, places in agriculture, uh, seasonal jobs, uh, temporary positions, very difficult manual labor positions that Americans are less likely to take, when immigrants come in and take those jobs, they increase the production of that company and allow for the creation of jobs, better paying jobs for Americans elsewhere in the economy. And that's the dynamism that uh, legal immigration can bring, uh, the free market can bring. And uh, having the government intervene and say, oh, you know, you can't hire this person, you can't uh, make these types of personnel decisions, ultimately delays the recovery, uh, prevents that virtuous cycle of hiring, expanding production, increasing the number of jobs elsewhere. Uh, in the economy, which benefits everyone. David Beer is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. In this season of giving, consider becoming a Cato podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to get started. <laughs> 